Okay, welcome to, and I almost forgot what, where we were. <laughs> Got a lot on the mind. So um, you are listening to Finding Your Motivation. <clears throat> Leader Speaker, on behalf of Leader Speakers, where our results last a lifetime. Leader Speakers is a public speaking training company where we help people become, not only become effective speakers, we help people get over their nervousness and all sorts of things. And guess what? Tonight, we're going to talk about how to become a better speaker. And with me tonight is Nicole Newman. Hello, everybody. Who is my co-host, not a guest. <laughs> I almost announced you like a guest. Oh, well, I'm glad I keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's got to be something here for her. <clears throat> maybe it's Maybe it's the guy that leads the show. I don't know. Who knows? So tonight, we are going to talk about how to become a better speaker. And there's a few things that you need to do um, in addition to maybe taking a class or Toastmasters or something to get your feet wet and to learn a few things about speaking in front of an audience. So I recommend either a class or, um, you know, Toastmasters or something like that. They're usually, those are usually pretty good, pretty good uh, means to get you started. <laughs> Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about <clears throat> is knowing your audience. Now, this is interesting because I think I'm going to switch this. I'm going to say, well, let's 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 go ahead and stick with know your audience. So what you want to do is you want to do some research on the people that are going to be coming to your presentation so you can tailor your presentation to them. Now, I'm sure that you're going to have a title, and if you are going to speak in front of somebody, it's already been planned, so you're probably going to know what your audience is, but it's probably a good idea to take a look and, and figure out who is that exactly in the audience. Right, Nicole? Yes, I think it's, all, it's so important to kind of know the crowd that you're speaking to, and that way you can be relatable to them. That's right. Um, so you want to know, you know, of course, age, sex, group, all those kind of things. Um, and you want to, you know, their familiarity, their familiarity or expertise with your topic. So, you know, like I said in the beginning, you're obviously going to uh, your tailor your presentation, whatever your presentation is, you've made it and your topic is going to be. And what you wanted to do is you want it to be solution based. So you want to solve a problem or help the audience out. That is one of the main things you need to include when you're opening up your presentation. Do you agree with that, Nicole? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's uh, you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're speaking to that particular audience group and relating to them or at least, you know, finding your common ground to communicate with them. I think it makes right. you a lot more receptive and um, interesting to the crowd for sure. And know why they're there. Of course, I mentioned that in the beginning because they're coming to your workshop or seminar, you're solving some type of problem for them. So. Yeah, think about it. If you're doing, say you're addressing, you know, your speech to a crowd, a very, a corporate crowd, it's a different tone as opposed to if you're doing a, perhaps like a, a you know, an entertainment thing where it's just, you know, Friday night audience members kind of coming in and just wanting to have fun. There's different approaches and uh, techniques that you would use. Same if you were, you know, 
doing an event for kids versus adults, you know, you're going to, you're going to speak with the crowd, right. you know, and, and relate to right. them in different ways. Exactly. So <clears throat> you want to meet their expectations and all that other wonderful stuff, obviously. So knowing your material is good too. So now nobody's going to fake their way through a presentation. If you, if you, you know, You've gone through the Unless you're Tina Fey or something, or an improv master, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Does she do presentations? Does she do speeches? I mean, didn't I mean her and Amy Poehler have hosted a few award shows, so yeah, probably. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so one thing you want to be <clears throat> is credible when you're doing a presentation. You want to make sure you're credible because I will give you an instance. I was requisitioned by a company to do some stem cell seminars. And I had to come off almost like a physician. <clears throat> and actually, when I got good at this stuff, people would ask me if I was a doctor, if I was in the medical field. So it lended credibility to the presentation. <clears throat> so I guess- And you were wearing a white lab coat. So that <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't doing that, but <laughs> right, that's good, that's funny. Oh, but you know, when you're, you, you want to come off as an authority on your topic, right? Cause you want to sell the audience. You want to convince them. You want to have that credibility going on. So you need to be an expert on the topic, which is a public speaking tip that I use in my classes because you know, you need to, anyway, that's what you need to do. You've got to be credible. It's huge. Um, so the other thing, too, is, you know, if you're asking questions afterward, don't worry if you get stumped. It's not OK. To, it's, it's OK um, to not know everything. Because that's happened to me when I first started out in the stem cell thing. I was getting lambasted. There were doctors that would come in there, try to pick me apart. And I would just simply do something like, well, I'll tell you what, that's a little bit that questions a little bit more involved. So why don't I take you aside at the end of the program or anybody that wants to address that question we can talk about it then yeah that's yeah that's really good to kind of involve the audience and and show your you know no one's going to know something 100 percent the the first time you you learn every time you fall you learn <laughs> yes a lot of people don't like falling though i i don't particularly care for it no it's it's the worst but you know usually you come up ahead once you get back right. up off the ground. <laughs> I agree. So you want to grab their attention. And one, once again, the way to do that is with a catchy title, a solution-based title. Do you think you know you can give an example of a catchy title, Nicole? Um, sure. Give me a topic and then I'll, I can make up a title. <laughs> well, you just come up with one. Just come up with a topic and a title. A topic and a title. Um, well, the topic and the title are going to be the same thing, basically. Well, let's just say, um, I don't know. Uh, say you're giving a presentation on, I always use this one, so I'm not going to, I'm going to keep away from it. Say you're, you're going to go into a company and you're going to tell them how you can reduce their costs and boost production and, and um, profit and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I thought of a funny one, less dollars, more hollers. Um, you know, <laughs> but, you know, know. that, that would, that would be a more, <laughs> that could be a more comedic one, but maybe it could be, um, um, you know, 
uh, finding, finding, finding the joy, finding the joy while saving costs or something. I don't, I need a little more time for, pre- for preparation on this, but well, yes, okay. I agree. <laughs> a, a catchphrase I think is very, a catchphrase or a good strong topic sentence to start out with is very, you know, important. Okay. So here's one. Um, <clears throat> when you make up it, when it, when you make up a title, it's gotta be in the form of a question. So how to increase pro- productivity and decrease waste. That was good. That it's was not, really good. It's actually, <laughs> well, thank you, but there's actually a little bit more to it. I just can't recall the whole thing, but I use it as, as an example in my public speaking classes. Um, there's a little bit more to it, but in a nutshell, that's what it is. How to increase productivity and decrease waste. Um, and it should be a little, oh, I'll give you, let's do a simple one here. So let's just say you're on the homeowners association and it's your turn to give some kind of little, I don't know, some kind of little talk, just a small talk. And you built a deck on the back of your house and you thought, you know what, I'm going to share that with these folks. So a great title for that, because you're going to have a mixed audience would be how easy it is for anyone to build a deck in 30 days or less. How about that? That's really good. You could write a book on your topic sentences. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I've had a lot of practice. I mean, I teach this stuff. I better know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) So um, you want to, you want to expound on that? I mean, what we're trying to do here is we're trying, it's called an audience hook. So we want to grab their attention right at the beginning. We want to talk about how we're going to solve their problem at the onset of the presentation. Yeah, I think it goes under the same realm of as like commercials too. If you think about commercials or really good songs, that always they always have a hook. So the more you can capture your uh, audience's attention in the beginning, right off the bat, That's the right. stronger the presentation will go because you know, once you, like you said, once you have that, you hook them in and you capture their attention and hopefully they stay there with you. That's, that's the, that's probably more of the legwork. It's just making sure you kind of keep them with you on it, but you gotta, you gotta get them hooked in first. Um, so I think definitely having a very strong topic sentence that communicates what you're going to be speaking about, but is quick, simple, and effective is yes. probably one of the most important things that you can have. Right. So you see, you know, just getting back to the deck thing, you're going to, like I said, you're going to have a mixed crowd and you're going to have people that have never picked, maybe never picked up a hammer before. You're going to have women in there and, you know, I'm not being, um, what do you call it? Anyway. <laughs> Where not, are you going with this one? <laughs> I'm not being non-politically correct. But, you know, a lot of women don't just, they don't wield a hammer. Most don't, right? So, you know, but they're interested in doing it because there is a movement to women want to learn how to do a lot more things now, you know? (laughs) Well, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. No, women and men, we like to, I I think women and men like to, you know, I think, uh, you know, as time goes you know, as time, I think of like my grandma's generation or to now, like 
think guys, you know, guys now are like, okay, yeah, some guys will stay at home and do the cooking and do all that. You know what I mean? Like there's, there people are interested in exploring different things that might not be the societal norms of, you know, you're inclined to do that. You know, there's women out there that are doing, uh, you know, mechanics and blowing guys out of the water, you know, (laughs) so it just depends. Probably very few, but yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't personally know how to change tire, but, um, you know, everyone, I'm more of a triple A girl, you know, I definitely know how to use my cell phone and ask for them (laughs) to come and fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So moving right along. And I believe this has been some helpful information for these people out here. So Here's another thing, and I just did it because I'm a little keyed up today. So use diaphragmic, diaphragmic breathing. So your voice is the most important. I don't really need help with that because I have a deep, loud voice. But your voice is a very important tool as a public speaker. So um, breathing fully and deeply coming from the diaphragm. Mm-hmm. your voice projects a lot better. Maybe they do that naturally. Maybe that's why my voice is loud. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, di- yeah. And even when working out, that's uh, it's a useful tool too. But yeah, you want to be speaking loud enough where the audience can clearly hear you. And also, I feel like the volume of your voice also projects a confidence to the audience. And if you're more meek and like, okay, well, this is what we're talking about, you know, <laughs> it's as not opposed to be very, you're, yes. Yeah. As opposed to if you're here, like, this is how you build the back deck, like you were saying, and you can right. do it in 30 days or less, you know, that kind of thing. And, and you're going to capture your audience a lot more by speaking uh, efficiently and also confidently. Right. Right. So professional singers use this technique to support their singing. You know, they're obviously they do, but practicing this, I think I'm going to use this in my classes this week. Um, Diaphragmic breathing also reduces feelings of breathlessness caused by speech anxiety. Right. So take a, a public speaking tip is taking a couple of deep breaths. It releases oxygen to the brain and you don't have to be that inconspicuous or whatever, inconspicuous or conspicuous. You don't have to be that conspicuous about it. Yeah. So, and here's a big thing too. I'm going to, so tone pitch and tone pitch and volume. Okay. So we're going to talk, go into body language here in a minute, but tone pitch and volume, uh, body language is 55%. Then 38% is a tone pitch and volume or 30 some percent. So that's a huge part of your presentation. Yeah, that's even more than what I thought it was. So that's yeah. I think I misspoke, misspoke here a second ago. So it's words. Words are only seven percent. Jeez. <laughs> so if that you're standing sense. up, pardon me. See, that makes sense, though. If you think about it, I mean, tone really is everything. It's how you perceive what the other person's saying and. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think I, I actually yeah. kind of agree with that. Cause think if someone someone could oh, say something cute. really mean, but like say in a <laughs> funny way, and you're like, oh, you're funny, you know, as opposed someone could say something that should be intended as nice, but they might say it with like a sarcasm and it you know completely blows up in the other way. So I agree so with call that. that. We call that tone, we call all this it all it's all vocal variety. <clears throat> okay, vocal variety is huge. 
This is what all, all, the, all three of these things are called our vocal variety. That's the category. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so before you're on your, before your speech, what you can do is you can put one hand on your abdomen and breathe in, into your hand. Okay. Breathe into your hand. That's pretty tricky. <laughs> one hand. That, why are you, why are you breathing into your hand to what put the oxygen back in? I think what they're talking about is breathing into your hand through your abdomen. You know what I'm saying? Oh, put your hand on your hand, abdomen. Yes, yes. that's 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 what like... this is. Yeah. Now this and is and little... breathing in through your nose. That's important too because you can hyperventilate if you're doing breathing through your mouth. So, right. in through your nose, out through your mouth. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> the, I think the the idea here is. Yeah, use diaphragmic breathing, but also remember that vocal variety. It's big. So I'm going to just check out something here. 100, oops, 100 minus 55 equals 45. Oh, right. I know that didn't take right. <laughs> it. I'm brain dead today. And you might, and seven minus that is 38. So yeah, 38% is vocal variety. Wow. Need to use it. Gotta have it. Okay, the next one is huge. This is the body language. And you know, I'm using, I don't know if you, can you see my video right here? Yep. Okay. Well, when I'm doing this, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat animated, right? Somewhat. Can't, I'm not. Very. Very <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for that last guy, that tarot card reader, that wasn't a good one for me. I think he was. That, bad, I think he was pulling bad cards on purpose. Oh, we need to do a follow up because our dates have passed, and to see if it was correct. Well, we'll he have was to do correct a follow up on, uh, episode. Was, he, what was that? I'm sorry. I said we should do a follow up episode because I want to hear if you ended up deciding to do the move. I didn't. And... I didn't. I didn't. He was right about that. <clears throat> but you know, <laughs> and he was and, right about my day too. Really. So yours was yeah. successful. It was a good day. <laughs> I was a little jealous there. I'm sitting there going, my day's going to be crap and her day's going to be good. What's going on here? <laughs> You're like, I want a refund on the cards. <laughs> no kidding. Okay. So <clears throat> body language though. Now here's what you want to do. So you got to stand up straight. No hands in the pockets. No hands clasped together. Or you don't want to do the teepee. You know, Got to keep those hands free. It's very mm -hmm. hard. I, I wasn't good at it when I first started, but I'm an expert. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you? What, keeping my hands free when I'm speaking? Yes. Yeah, I definitely, um, if it's something I'm passionate about, I definitely pull out the New Yorker aspect of, of me and I use my hands a little bit <laughs> when I'm talking, but. Well, that's um, what you do. That's exactly, if you have yeah. nervous energy, you can dispense it by using your hands, gesturing rather is what it's called. Yeah, it's like finding like that happy medium. I feel like this should be an episode of Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm because they're like, with your hands, or there, it may be an episode, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's that happy medium because a, a little bit of hand, you know, movement is good. It, you know, people are interested in it, but too much, you know, people are like, you know, so it's kind of finding that happy medium. But yeah, you don't want to have like your, 
I don't know. You don't want to have like your hand like slouching over a little bit too relaxed. I just I feel like no, I no, lose no, no, people. No, no. Yeah, no, you're just you're just when I'm talking using gestures. There's never there's never too much. You can never you don't you, think so. You, no, hell no, heck no. <laughs> this is a PG show. Heck no. No, not really. I mean, once you once you know what you're doing, I mean, I can stand with my hands down on my side, no problem. But I'm animated and I'm getting enthusiastic, so I like to use my hands. I yeah, I I, I agree. I think it's more interesting. I will say I'm always impressed whenever you watch a TED talk, especially if it's like a Silicon Valley like guru or something like that. It's the way that they they kind of like, they're still, but then they'll move their hands very carefully. Right. <laughs> and it kind of like sucks you in. You're like, oh, wow. How are <laughs> their posture and everything? Right. So. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, no. And you know what else it does? People look a lot more confident when they don't put their hands <laughs> in the pockets. They don't put them on their hips. They don't, they don't use the teepee, you know. Don't clasp your hands together. Don't sit there with a pen or a marker in your hand either, unless you're using it to, you know, to display something, right? Yeah. Um, nope. But it, it, oh, there's a huge difference in the confidence. I've even seen some people that are speakers and they do this, they get up there and I'm like, seriously? Like, you'll see these guys and women on doing infomercials or something, or I don't know, you see them doing some kind of presentation. And they're using that crotch. It's a crotch. It's a huge crotch. Yeah. And it, 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 uh, I think it, I think when you, when you, when you put your body like that, it kind of puts you in like a, um, more, it's more of like a, I'm very contained and I am saying the words I'm supposed to say, as opposed to I'm here today because I want to connect with you and I want to talk with you. I feel like the more that, you can have the more that you can be on a stage and make it feel conversational. Like you're just talking exactly. to your friends, the more exactly. that you're going to, people will connect with you because isn't, I mean, think about it in life. What is like one of the best things that two human beings it's connection, it's feeling yeah. connected with another human being. And the more, you know, whether that's public <sighs> speaking or an artist, whatever, when you connect with someone, you remember that performance, you remember that speech Right. when, when someone lets go and right. kind of opens up just a smidge of vulnerability to someone else. Right. Yep. That is, you hit the nail right on the head. So another thing you want to do is be facially expressive, which sort of goes along with the uh, vocal variety, because when you have vocal variety, you're going to be expressive. It's going to show in your yeah. face. Yeah. So in my public speaking classes, I do an overcorrection exercise. So I pull some very boring um, readings, like two paragraphs, like how to sweep a floor, how to mow a lawn. <laughs> Seriously. Wait, you have to send me one of those. I've never mowed the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there you go. You just start the lawnmower and go back and forth. But anyway, um, the alternative. Or again, you pick up the cell phone and call the lawnmower man. But yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Or the alternative minimum tax method I had. That was my favorite one. That's the one that I used to read. Um, as an example, I made that thing just pop, come alive. I got pretty good at it. 
seriously. <laughs> yeah. So, so you'll have them read it with like extra expression or something? Yeah. So my point was being expressive. It's an overcorrection exercise. So you yell, you, you, you do this at the top of your lungs. You use as much enthusiasm as you can because it's like anything else, you know, you over, you're overcorrecting. So it's like, you know, pushing the limits. So you know where your boundaries are. You see what I'm saying? Because oh, a lot yeah. of people are afraid to let it all out. This is an exercise to get control of that. Well, what's the saying too? You can always, you know, tone it down, but you can't always get someone to kind of have that pizzazz. You know, you can always tone them down a little bit, but you can't, if right. someone doesn't have the, the zest, then they might not have it. <laughs> you you, you got to have that enthusiasm when you're doing your, you know, your yeah. presentation because enthusiasm is contagious. Um, and, you know, let's talk about walking and moving. Here's what you, here's the do's and don'ts. You're not Tony Robbins. If you're in front of 200 people, you can walk the stage. If you're, you know, if you're doing a presentation, then you need to stay in a little circumference. You don't need to be walking all over the place. Yeah. Right? And that's what that's all about. Because you just, number one, people's heads are moving back and forth. They don't like it. Matter of fact, my priest in my church was traversing across the whole, in front of the whole altar. We've got a big church. People are cranking their necks. He's not doing that anymore. Um, oh, no. You, you can't do that. Jeez. Okay? You shouldn't be doing it. You stand and actually you stand on the left side because you're using your left hand to um, whatever you're pointing out on your PowerPoint slide. So you can oh. move around like in a little, you know, two or three foot deal. But God, I had some people that I worked with uh, when I was doing the stem cell seminars. And they would walk right in front of the projector. That is the most. Annoying. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that ruins it. I was like, that's like the substitute teacher in class. We were like, oh, gosh, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> OK, so, you know, that pretty much wraps it up. We had a good 30 minutes on this and I hope yeah. everybody got there. Uh, you know, one thing I do want to add. And, you know, we were talking about, I think you might have touched on it, but the onset of your presentation is where people really get nervous because, you know, they're looking out in the audience, they're really, they're nervous and they got some nervous things going inside their body, like maybe their stomach's flipping around, their heart's racing, there's thoughts going through their mind. Well, guess mm -hmm. what? The audience cannot see that stuff. So don't worry about it. People think about that when they get up on stage, though. Right. They go, oh, my God, they're going to see all these nervous things going inside my body. They can't even see your sweaty palms. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, they can unless you hold them out flat. No, that's true. I mean, I hope that they can't because that would be some serious sweating. If they could right. see your sweaty palms. Yeah. No, feeling confident, I think, is important. Um definitely with public speaking, you know, in, in some ways I feel more confident speaking in front of like a group of 200 people that I don't know, sometimes more than like a group of five people. That's what everybody that I says. do know. That's what everybody says. Oh, really? Yep. That's, that's a consensus now. Yeah. Because there's a sea of people out there and you can't, 
there's nobody to focus on, right? You don't feel like you're really in front of anybody. Well, I feel like it because it's like less pressure. Like to me, if I haven't, if I don't have like, if I don't already have an established connection with you, there's no, and this is something I, I, this might help some people, um, you know, listening that if I, I feel like if I don't have an established connection with you and I'm just going out there like an open canvas, uh, to a large group of people, it's like, there's really nothing to lose because, you know, they, they don't have any prior, you know, expectations of you. You can just go out there and speak about whatever you're speaking about truthfully and, um, with conviction and, you know, make it interesting. And, you know, more than likely it's going to be a good, a good time up there. So sometimes it's nice. Unless it's a topic. Unless. Unless. (laughs) Well, yeah, unless it's a topic that they came to see and they know something about, right? They well, yeah, you definitely point. want to be knowledgeable about whatever. Hopefully, you're knowledgeable about the sub- subject that you're speaking on. Right, um, so you need to have that credibility. Definitely, yeah. So you just made me think of something else. Here's another public speaking tip. So if you're, let's just say you're in front of a crowd of 20, which is, you know, enough to keep the nerves going. So in order to reduce new nervousness, nervousness, nervousness. <laughs> First of all, you want to make that crowd bigger by scanning the audience. So when you're talking, you scan it. You don't focus on little, you know, one or two people or this person over here, this person over there. You scan the whole audience and talk to everybody back and forth. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, because you want to, God, I was so, <laughs> I was so intent on getting that out before you <laughs> said something, because I want these two go together. But also, um, scanning the audience for friendly and rece- when you're scanning the audience, look for friendly and receptive faces. Because if you want to see, you know, you want to, if you want to feel like your presentation is being well received, you know, Finding those warm faces and the people that look like they're receptive, that gives you a whole ton of confidence. You know what I mean? That's that's true. It's huge. That, that's very true. I'll never forget one time I was doing a show. <laughs> I was doing, maybe I shouldn't share this, but I'm already halfway in. I was doing an improv show and we, we uh, the company I worked with, we did shows everywhere, you know, military corporate events talk about knowing your audience you know every audience had their thing you know we do events for like high school or elementary we'd also you know one week we're doing military another week we might be doing a nursing home and I'll never forget I said you know what you could be the best actor out there you could have been on you know you know and all the actors in our team we were all you know working actors you know doing you know network stuff as well but It'd be so funny. You want to put yourself in check or, rem- or, or remind yourself, you know, hey, you know, edit, you know, you're, you're just a, another person performing. We, we did one, one event and uh, someone in the front part of the audience fell asleep. <laughs> and I was like, talk about something that will like put you in check if you ever start feeling like, okay, I got this, you know, let an audience member fall asleep. So guys, next time you're out there doing a speech and you feel like, oh, Maybe I need to get some confidence. Just if your audience members are all awake, like you're already, you're already doing a great job. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> no, I hear you. So Nicole, <laughs> great, great. I think it was a great show. You had some great feedback here. Um, well, thank you. I'm glad right you stayed in. awake yeah, for it. 
That's why we're here because we work well together. And so that concludes the show. I hope this helped folks out there. I know it. I, I mean, this information that we dispensed here is very helpful. It really is. And I hope people take it and use it and apply this. Yes. And with all of the great uh, experience that you have and the tools that you have to share with so many, I mean, I think, I think, uh, you know, this show is really, really a great thing to tune into for those who want to start their own speaking careers. And, and you have a lot of really great, useful information. So thank you, Steve. Yeah. Okay, Nicole, thanks. And uh, we will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs>